0: You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer questions, and take a deeper, practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose.
1: Well, welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I am Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff, continuing on and kind of completing the series that we are in where we're taking a look at different spiritual disciplines and habits that you and I can be committed to, to be more fully devoted followers of Jesus. So we covered prayer last time. If you missed that one, go ahead and check that out. And Today we're going to cover holiness.
0: It's a tough topic.
1: Yeah, you're nervous about this one. You've said that a few times. I am.
0: I'm probably not the most holy guy, so yeah.
1: Amen. But we are talking about holiness and the commitment that we can have to holiness in our own lives. And as we do that, I recognize really for like the beginning of my believing years, probably maybe even up until college, I always put holiness in the category of incommunicable attribute in that this holiness is something only God has and not something that I should be striving for.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people think that. I I do. I think they think that belongs to God and God alone. Certainly it does. But there's a sense in which scripture says he died to make us holy. So not only is he holy, but the whole purpose of his death on the cross was to bring us to holiness. Now, obviously that can only come through Christ and what he's done on the cross for us, but you're right. That's a goal of the believer. And, and, and it, we'll get to this, I'm sure, but there's a sense in which it's not holier than thou. You, mm-hmm. We're not looking for this self-righteous attitude, mm-hmm. but we kind of got to define and talk mm-hmm. about what holiness looks like. But you're right. That's mm-hmm. the goal.
1: So let's start easy for you then. Define holiness. Define the holiness of God. What exactly is it that we're striving for when we say that we as believers need to work towards yeah. holiness?
0: The word holy, especially in the Hebrew uh, from the Old Testament, means this idea of separate or set apart. So when something was holy, it was sort of consecrated, set apart toward God. So whenever we talk about holiness in the life of God, we're talking about the fact that he's different, that he's separate from us. In fact, uh, in Isaiah chapter 6, when it describes him as holy, 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 three times holy, uh, elevating that to... Really, in some respects, the greatest characteristic of God because he's three times holy. It was saying, listen, he's, he's different, different, different. He's separate, separate, separate. So it's, it's reminding us again and again that uh, this God is righteous and perfect and spotless and separated from his creation because of his holiness, his perfection. Mm
1: -hmm. So then what does holiness look like for us? That's what it looks like for God. And I think we all can agree with that that is true of God. But what does that look like then for us as believers? I
0: certainly think it's going to be this idea of righteousness in our own lives. So I do think there's some things we can say that, hey, don't do this, don't do that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just as much about conforming to the will of God as sort of the do nots in our lives, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think whenever we think of holier than thou, we think, oh, you know what? These are people that don't drink, don't dance, don't smoke, don't mm-hmm. chew, don't run around with the girls that do. We, we kind of <laughs> think that's that somehow coming. holy. And certainly there's going to be some things in our lives where we say, listen, I'm not going to enter into that. That, mm-hmm. that. that for me is not drawing me toward God. Mm-hmm. But more than that, I, I think it's really conforming to the character of God. Mm-hmm. So I want to be loving I want to be a servant, I want to care for other people, I, I want to be winsome in leading people to Christ, I want to be involved in people's pain and difficulties. So uh, conforming to the likeness of Christ, conforming to who God is, is really what holiness is. And yeah, that's going to have some don't do that in our lives. Mm-hmm. But I think more so, it's there's going to be a lot of do's in our mm-hmm. lives. Here's what, what I do want to do That's that's conformed to the likeness of Christ.
1: In the land of theologians, this is often referred to as the process of sanctification. So there's justification, but then sanctification is this process.
0: Correct. And again, I think we should remind ourselves of that, is from a theological perspective, justification is a one-time act. So mm-hmm. it's sort of this legal decree mm-hmm. that God, through the finished work of Jesus Christ, has justified me. But sanctification from then on out is not a one-time act. It's a lifelong process. In fact, we should make that clear to people. Becoming holy is not an overnight thing. No. It's just not. It's a lifelong process that in all honesty we'll never arrive at. You and I will never be perfect. Uh, you probably closer than me, uh, but we will never reach perfection or holiness in this life. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't strive for it. So all of our lives, we are sort of putting off the old and putting on the new. All of our lives, we're sort of dying to sin and living toward Christ. And I I think that becomes very practical in our lives. Hey, uh, I'm going to say no to this in my life, and I'm going to say yes to this in my life Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. I'm going to try to live Mm -hmm. more righteously. Certainly, there's a sense in which it comes in salvation. It, you know, when you and I are saved, we're saved to be holy. Then you and I certainly are sanctified for the purpose of becoming more holy. Even mm-hmm. service, mm-hmm. I think, holiness plays into that. The ability somehow for you and I to serve others has mm-hmm. to do with a righteousness in our own life. Mm-hmm. Assurance of salvation, I mm-hmm. think, has to do with you and I becoming more and more holy. It's evidence of that. In fact, mm-hmm. the only evidence Scripture talks about of the fact. That we're really children of God is seeing fruit in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. fruit of the Spirit of love and joy mm-hmm. and peace and patience. So, so they've got to be moving toward holiness, mm-hmm. not only in sanctification, but certainly in the assurance of our salvation as well. It's the evidence that we belong to Christ, that we're becoming more holy.
1: Yep. And it also has to do with, don't you think, our attitude towards things that are not of Christ?
0: Very much so. In fact, I, I, I think it's that part that we don't fully understand. Mm-hmm. I think we don't understand how offensive our sin is to God. Hmm. And, and we often go about that in a wrong fashion. And when we don't get that correct, I think that's when you and I swim in the sin of this world. Hmm.
1: Holiness is difficult. I mean, we live in a broken world. We're kind of programmed towards these inclinations or these things that are not of God that we're trying to steer ourselves away from. It is a lifelong process, as you have said. But as difficult as it is, it's also a requirement of believers in Jesus.
0: Very much so. I think it's an expectation. I think it's evidence of salvation. I think it's a precondition for service. I think there's this sense in which you and I have to be moving toward it Mm -hmm. uh, in order to sort of live the Christian life. I mean, it's why we read the Word of God. Mm. I I mean, if we go back to last time, it's why we pray. Uh, It's why we do whatever it is in terms of spiritual disciplines that we do. It's not, well, I read my Bible because, you know, God wants me to read my Bible. Right. The Bible, John Ortberg used to talk about this, is the reading of the Word is sort of like this detergent that's supposed to get into the fabric of our lives and lift the dirt out, bring conviction. Prayer is the same thing. The reason we commune with God is so that He's going to somehow get inside of our hearts and our lives, convict us of sin, change us more to the likeness of Christ. So all of those disciplines are really trying to bring about holiness.
1: So give us a little bit more hope here. You're kind of already going in that direction, but obviously this is a daily battle. This isn't like you're going to face this every now and then throughout your life. This is something that daily we have to refocus our minds to the things of Christ and the thinking of God. But we have help in doing that.
0: Very much so. In fact, I, I think that's the critical thing about holiness that we need to touch on for a moment. This is not about me trying harder. Mm-hmm. This is not about me pulling myself up from the bootstraps and go, listen, I did a lousy yesterday and today I'm going to do better. <laughs> I just don't think we can do that. Yeah. And I know this is difficult because some people can run with this, but Tony Campola used to say this, which I think is true. There's a huge difference between me trying to do something for God mm. and God trying to do something through me. Mm. I'm convinced holiness is more about surrender and yielding to the power of the Spirit of God than it is about you and I gritting our teeth and going, man, i got to be a better witness for Christ. i got to be a better Christian. i got to try harder. I think that leads to failure and frustration and, and all kinds of pain that moves us away from God. But if on a daily basis, I can get up, spend time with the Lord, and I can say, God, today... I surrender. I don't have the ability to live the Christian life. I'm not going to be holy and I'm not going to honor you unless your spirit invade me today and I yield and I surrender to that and you live the Christian life through me. I can't do it on my own. I I think that's critical to, to holiness is is praying for that on a daily basis of surrender.
1: Yep, I remember having a conversation with you about this some time ago and... It can feel overwhelming. You know, Jesus is such a, a far-off target, it can feel sometimes. And I remember you just saying, just the simple prayer of God, just help me be a little bit more like Jesus today than I was yesterday.
0: Yeah, and I, I really got that from, there was a godly lady in my life that I'm telling you, to the day she died, and she was in her 90s, and she was far more godly than I do was, but she would say that to, today. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a little bit more like Jesus. I think that's just a good pattern or goal for us Mm -hmm. to have in life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it starts, and I don't want to be a downer here, but I think it starts with conviction. Mm. I think it starts with me recognizing how infinitely offensive my sin is to a holy God. Um, Not because I want to be a downer, but just to recognize that. I I think we have in our society glossed over Mm -hmm. sin and its offense before God and Usually when we sin, we're like, man, I screwed up, and we're Mm -hmm. disappointed with ourselves. We don't recognize what it does to the heart of God. And Mm -hmm. I think if we could grasp that in a relational fashion, we talked about that with regards to prayer, but if we could recognize we're in this relationship with God and it's offensive to Him, Mm -hmm. I I think if we could get a little bit of the sorrow of that, you and I would want, in a sense, to surrender more to the Spirit of God to live the Mm -hmm. Christian life.
1: Since sin really is so normalized In culture and then individually in our own lives, give us some tools, some habits, some questions to ask ourselves to identify what in my life is maybe offensive to God. Where am I maybe living outside of the bounds of the holiness that I'm called to?
0: Yeah, I think this is where an accountability partner comes in incredibly Mm -hmm. helpful because I think we're blind. Mm -hmm. I, I do. I think I'm blind to my own sin, my own struggle, my own failure. So I think getting another partner in your life, somebody can hold you accountable and then I think you got to ask yourself a couple of questions. First of all, is this good for me? I mean, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, is what I'm engaged in is that good for me or not? And and again, I think a partner can help in that. I, I do think you want to begin to ask yourself: is, is it possible that I could be in bondage to this? Mm. I was sharing this with you earlier, but uh, you know, when we were in seminary, we used to play this video game. It became so addicting.
1: Share the video game.
0: Yeah, Donkey Kong. <laughs> and we were trying to get a higher level all the time until eventually we started skipping class. I'm like, wait a minute. There's something going on here. So, so eventually we had to throw it away and just say, listen, we're not going to do it anyway. So I think you've got to ask yourself, is somehow this bringing me in bondage? And mm-hmm. uh, again, we want to be careful of that. I think we've got to ask ourselves, is this glorifying to God? Mm-hmm. Because uh, there's a lot of things in life that maybe we do that are just not necessary or not glorifying to God. And yep. I think we've always got to be concerned about the little things in our lives mm-hmm. because they lead to bigger things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, trying not to allow mm-hmm. exceptions to happen in our lives. When exceptions the first time happen, they become easier with regards to sin. And, and I think to try to have victory in every area, it doesn't mean we're going to, mm-hmm. but I think victory in, you know, not. Minimizing the standard at all allows us to have victory in certain areas of
1: life. Give us some habits now. There's there's habits of holiness, things that we should do. Uh, what are some of those things that we can put into practice in our lives?
0: Yeah, I, I do think the disciplines help very much. I do think spending time on a word. Mm-hmm. I, I think coming to church. I, I think listening to sermons. I, I think engaging with godly people that are farther ahead of us whether that's an accountability fashion or just simply a mentorship, I think those things are all good for us. I think any pattern that somehow gets us out of ourselves and moves us mm-hmm. more toward likeness to Christ is good.
1: Don't you think, too, that it's, it's all about catching yourself as soon as you take one step off of the path?
0: Absolutely. And, and again, I am far from perfect. But I think that's exactly where it begins. James talks about that. It starts in you know, the mind, then it works its way to the heart, mm-hmm. and then it sort of expresses itself in sin. So the earlier we can stop it, where in a sense we don't let it float around in the mind mm-hmm. so that it becomes a part of the heart and then is lived out in action, the earlier you and I can deal with that, the better.
1: Mm-hmm. To never allow an exception and then get back.
0: Exactly. And I do think we've got to remind ourselves of this because we've been talking in almost this harsh legalistic fashion. But I think we often have to remind ourselves failure is going to be a part of the Christian life. It just mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference. We always talk about this. But between failing and being a failure, mm-hmm. a failure is a person that gives up. But you and I in the Christian life are never going to live it perfectly. We're going to fail on a daily basis. That's where the grace of God comes in. And then we pick ourselves up and we start again uh, you know, seeking God's forgiveness through confession, because I think that's critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can't gloss over sin. You've got to spend some time before the Lord confessing it and then get up and keep going.
1: Mm-hmm. There is, um, I was going to say incredible book. I've not actually read the book, but you would say it is an incredible book on holiness called The Pursuit of Holiness by Jerry Bridges. Um,
0: it's an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm probably dating myself, but in my Discipleship Days. This was one of the foundational books to read, and he's with Navigators, and uh, he might not be alive anymore. That's how old I'm getting, but great book.
1: Yep, so if you want to read that um, to just kind of dive into the topic of holiness some more, that would be a great place to start. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope to see you again next time. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast.
0: To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.